Welcome back, Michelle Sparks with you, illuminating anorexia, eating disorders, self and body issues. I want to focus today on why I differentiate anorexia from other eating disorders. You may notice that I do that both in the title of this podcast and also on my website, michellesparks.com. I talk about illuminating anorexia and eating disorder recovery. You may have wondered why do I differentiate anorexia from eating disorders? Isn't anorexia an eating disorder? Yes, it is. And the reason I do differentiate that is because there are two subtypes of anorexia. One is a restricting subtype and one is a binge eating and purging subtype. And these present a little differently and I think it's important to understand this difference because it does have implications for the way we approach someone with anorexia. Um, The other thing is most eating disorders have as part of their presentation a loss of control and binge eating. So for instance, a lot of Ednos presentations, a lot of uh, definitely bulimia, definitely binge eating disorder, and a lot of other presentations of eating disorders have are characterized by binge eating, which is um, eating a an unusually large amount of food in a discrete period of time. And with it, there is an there is accompanied by a a sense of loss of control so the person feels really out of control around that binge eating so these these are essential characteristics of most eating disorder presentations however with anorexia the restricting subtype which is where most anorexia begins that is just characterized by a progressive restriction of calories and food intake. There's often, it's often accompanied by um, increasing and excessive exercise. The important thing to note with anorexia, the restricting subtype, is that that person will very much deny that they have a problem. They will genuinely not see that they have a problem. And the reason for that is because their behavior, the restricting, the controlling, Um, fits with their self-concept. It's called an egosyntonic syndrome. In other words, the way they're behaving fits with their sense of self, the sort of self they are wanting to create and project, in fact, through their eating disorder behavior. And that is someone who is good, in control, powerful, um, successful, competent, Uh, There might be other words they might use, such as pure. Um, You know, there's different values, but that goes with a person's sense of restricting, controlling. They feel good. I know that in my own journey into anorexia, I started on the restrictive path and was on that path for at least two to three years before I started to lose control and move into more the binge eating purging subtype. Now, that didn't happen for me until about two or three years into the journey, and it is important to notice this because if you had talked to me about my problem earlier, actually, it's it's interesting. I do think 
even before I started to lose control, I was aware that I was feeling increasingly bound and increasingly anxious and increasingly fearful and guilty. And I think if someone could have talked to me about how I was feeling earlier in my journey down the scales, that would have really helped me and may have helped me not go so far down the scales as I did. I'm going to come back and talk a little bit more about my journey between restricting anorexia and then moving into the binge eating purging anorexia in another episode here. But what I want to say here is the reason I differentiate anorexia from other eating disorders is because when you're talking to someone or you're talking about someone who is in that restrictive subtype category of anorexia, um, you know, they will not see that they have an eating disorder. They will genuinely not think they have a problem. They will think that what they're doing, it fits with their sense of self, the, the sort of uh, person they want to project, the sort of person they feel they need to be or want to be. And um, so they are going to be in denial. It's not manipulative. It is a genuine uh, lack of insight that they have a problem. And of course, once you start to starve the body, uh, you can get some very, you know, your thinking becomes very black and white, very polarized, and your thinking does become affected by the starvation process. So restrictive anorexia is basically self-starvation. And as I've spoken about in other episodes, um, it is, you know, the body cannot, the body and the emotions will rebel against sustained uh, suppression, restriction, starvation. When you suppress your natural needs, both physically and emotionally, for nurture, both physical and emotional, you will find over time your body kicks back. And uh, that was certainly my experience as I got to the bottom of the scales, I started to lose control. And at first, that loss of control, I wouldn't have called um, anything other than sort of like uh, impulse. I would think, why, am, why have I got this impulse to eat after dinner? And eventually I would call these impulses a binge because they did develop into a bigger size. And when I started to lose control in that sort of way, and it was very different, it was a very different sense to having a slip up or breaking my diet, that did not cause me a lot of distress because I would just exercise away the calories, I would just tighten up the controls and continue to restrict. And so I never felt, I, I felt like I was doing good. I didn't feel like I had a problem. I was feeling good about myself. I was feeling in control, more in control, proud of my achievements, uh, more competent. You know, I felt like I was managing my life. So if you can imagine a person with restrictive anorexia and you're wanting to support them, you're wanting to help them, the thing that is really important to understand is they are going to need some help to see that their behavior is actually uh, not promoting health and life. You might think, well, that's kind of obvious, but no, it's not for someone in that space because, you know, the drivers, what's going on underneath does need to be addressed. And I think, to be honest, the earlier you can get into that space and start to help someone in that space, the better. I love that work. Um, and yeah, I'll talk a little bit more later about the Freedom Express because that is part of that work. But that is why I differentiate anorexia from other eating disorders. 
Most eating disorders present with binge eating and a loss of control and all the emotional uh, consequence and sequelae that go with that. But with anorexia restrictive subtype, there is generally not a recurring binge eating loss of control. So that person does not see themselves in the same way as someone with another eating disorder, um, even anorexia binge eating purge type. So I hope that makes sense. Feel free to come back with some questions or some feedback. But I just wanted to put that out there as the reason I do that. Okay, I'll be back to talk more about anorexia restricting and binge eating purging subtype and some thoughts around that. So until next time, travel well, do subscribe, rate, review, so that other people who can be helped by this podcast can find it. And thank you so much for listening in. And as I said, love to hear your questions and your feedback and respond directly to you. That would be fantastic. Okay, travel well. Mm -hmm.